What's going on? I'm so excited. You got shook again. Double shook. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kosian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. As kids, we believe that the angels talked. Everything is magic till you think it's not. easy to be thankful for the things you've got takes guts to give thanks for the things you've lost Welcome to the Barracks Podcast, episode four. Woo! Yeah, I'm super Featuring, ooh, we have, a, we have another voice on the line. <laughs> I know, it's so exciting. <laughs> on the line. <laughs> on the line. I'm calling in. You're, you're no, on a line. He is you, present with us. You have a line connecting to this box. I am here. <laughs> Are you going to introduce our guest? Oh, Yes, please, rude. please welcome with us Sam Arias. Yay! We really do need a clap thing. This is like, like the second episode that we've had where we're like, cue clapping. So Sam. What's up? We're so glad you're here. You were the first one that has been like with us in a whole episode, right? We haven't had that yet. We've just had... Little segments. Yeah. Cool. But you're with us I won't mention. This. I won't mention the... The, the one, first one? The, the time when Amanda was like, we can't use that. Okay, guys. We already we already talked about this. Episode two, the holiness one. We were both in some weird head spaces and we had to re-record. Okay? Yeah, because I was being kind of like a punk the whole time. So, right. Yeah, we had to re-record that wow. one. We did. It was rough. It I was, was a rough being, night. I was being bad. <laughs> but moving on, <laughs> before we go down that road again... <laughs> Um, Sam, <clears throat> thank you for being here. Yeah. Are Thanks. you excited? I'm super nervous. Or should, Don't should be I be nervous? <laughs> well, you have done much harder things. This is my first time ever being in a podcast ever. Ooh. Ooh. Now, wouldn't you be more nervous if this was like a vlog where you were also videoed? No, because I can be dumb and funny on video. I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> Wait, you feel more comfortable in a video? Yeah, because you can just tell how goofy I am. But you can tell that. Uh, oh, like there's like no, there's like no facial words. expressions here. There's yeah, like a lot of. I'm just. Subtlety can be totally just missed. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I understand. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's valid. Like I can tell. Like right now, I'm gonna do this. And no one, no one knows what, what I just that did. was. No one. I want. We <laughs> should like take a face. We could like take a picture of that and then put it on the on the website. <laughs> we could. We'll we'll do that again later. So just say save that. Let save me. The face. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna make a note over here. <laughs> <laughs> While she makes a note, Sam, why don't you tell us about yourself? <clears throat> All right. Okay. Tell us who you are. Experience with the Salvation Army. Anything you think that okay, let's we want to know. <laughs> it's funny because. There's I'm so telling much. you. My name is Sam. You're, you're t- yes, please tell me about yourself. <laughs> hey, right. what's your full <clears throat> name? Samuel <clears throat> Arias oh, Lopez. Oh, man, I thought he was going to say Samir. <laughs> my name is Samir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, moving uh, on. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> um, I was born... <laughs> <laughs> We're going all the way back. I love this. Um, and that's how God. you no, got it, into it the kinda, Salvation Army? Kinda, <laughs> that's like my story. No, right no. out. Actually, my story is not like your stable. story. Because oh, okay. I was not born in and all of a sudden I'm in the Salvation Army. Right. Um, I came from Venezuela as a small baby. Uh, my parents came to the country to uh, essentially become missionaries here. Um, and my dad went to seminary at Northern Baptist Seminary. Outside of Chicago, <clears throat> brought the whole family with, and we've been here ever since. Um, so I did not grow up initially in the Salvation Army. I grew up in a Baptist church. Okay. Um, and I loved my church. I accepted, um, well, like I, I accepted Christ as my Savior at a young age. I grew up with faith, and yeah, just <clears throat> had a really easy place to develop my faith as a child um and then um around middle school age that's when we left rockford illinois where we were living and that's that was my first introduction to the salvation army we were in a time of transition and we needed a place to go to church and my dad had encountered the salvation army uh, or my our, my family had encountered the Salvation Army multiple times in our past, and we were, and then they were just like, "Oh, I remember there's a church here in Oakbrook," so we started going there, and I remember just like not <laughs> being on board to go to the court at all, because it wasn't my church. I was just like super um, salty. Like I just left all my friends in Rockford. And what age <clears throat> were you when that happened? I was, um, I think, twelve years old. Oh, that's that's already a rough time. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's like super. All you 12-year-olds out there. <laughs> like, if, if you, if you want to ask, like, when's the worst time to disrupt a kid's life or someone's life? The answer is, like, probably yeah, there. year 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. So, oh, maybe that's what happened to me. Yeah. Sorry. I'm should sorry. All of the, should we go into <clears> a everyone, session now? It's like, yeah, ask everyone what happened to them when they were 12. You know, probably had like has a huge impact on their life. That's like, true. And they probably moved and yeah. lost all their friends yeah. and had to make new friends. Yeah. In the middle of puberty. <sighs> oh not boy. A, not a good time to make friends. This episode's <laughs> about puberty, right? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you know, so yeah, that was my first interaction with the Salvation Army, um, but luckily, you know, there's a beautiful community at Oak Brook and over time I like met some really cool people 
And um, so fast forward to my parents. Uh, they became soldiers. They became employees of the Salvation Army. But they weren't officers. But <clears throat> we transitioned over to the Splains Corps where they became full-time like ministers. They weren't auxiliary captains yet. Um, and I was around 14 or 15. And I think as soon as I was like senior soldier age, everyone was like, oh, my parents were like, you got to become a soldier. And I was like, no way. I don't want to be a soldier. And I don't even know why I was so hesitant. <clears throat> I just, I think initially I just didn't really know what the benefit of becoming a soldier was because I, I had grown up having faith already. I, I felt like I was saved. I... I was baptized, like my my dad baptized me when I was like eleven, like right, like a little bit before I I had left, and I I like felt the the like the weight of that. I knew what that meant to be become baptized, and that was a big deal for me. So I, for me to do this new thing, I was like, I don't really understand what the meaning, <clears throat> like why should I become a soldier if I'm here already? Like I'm always at the core. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I eventually. Did become I think I was sixteen when I became a soldier. Maybe I was fifteen. I can look at the my <laughs> the roll book. The, yeah, <laughs> your page. Yeah, and I've been a soldier ever since, and uh, been super active in the Salvation Army. Uh, I've done everything in terms of like legitimately all my jobs have been Salvation Army. It's wow! <laughs> like Wait, I've, really? Yeah, like every, every single one. Every job I've had has been a Salvation Army job. Wow. Starting from, like, bell ringing when I was a kid, or I guess 16, uh, that's, like, the youngest you could bell ring and get paid, mm -hmm. to uh, working at camp, to being, like, a day camp, like, worker, to being a kettle coordinator, uh -huh. to uh, just, wow. like, everything, yeah. Even, like, like, a good amount of my, like, freelance work has been, like, Salvation Army work, and then right. now working at DHQ, so... What do you do at DHQ? I am, uh, what's my technical term? <laughs> the media uh, production associate. That's what it is. Production associate. Um, but I'm essentially just a graphic designer and a video videographer for the division. So awesome. creating stuff for, for peeps. And you're also a member of the singing company. Yep. And then I'm um, an active worship leader uh, for the Territorial Group, the singing company, and mm -hmm. I've been doing that for, I think, six years now. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's been six years. Time which is flies. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel like. a long time. And, which is really funny. Just that's like, like half your life when you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm in that, and what else am I in? Can... This is what I really want to hear about. This mm -hmm. is why I had you on the show. Mm -hmm. um, because I want to hear more about your fiance, Kaya. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who I love. The whole, the whole really internet wants she's great. to hear more about her. The whole... <laughs> and that's why we're doing a podcast. Here's the thing, though. We don't really put ourselves out there online. I know. Which Just is probably kidding. a goal. We do that all the time. Wait, what? I mean, okay. I mean, lately I mean, we have. Oh, lately, lately, yeah, we've, lately, we've seen a lot of you're pictures. You're right, though. We don't usually like try to, yeah. Because, first of all, hi, Kaya. Everyone's <laughs> nosy. Hi, Kaya. Um, hey, hey, Kaya. So, Kaya. <laughs> what's up? First of all, I mean, the easiest thing, she's my fiance. 
Right. And she's going to be my wife. Oh. And she's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so Kaya, I met her at a territorial worship conference at, at THQ, actually. I don't know if you guys remember this. A couple of years ago, it was like a, Wait, a worship maybe. conference. Like, Did my brother go? Probably. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. But, okay. Because I feel like I know somebody who went, but yeah. I can't put my finger on it. No, there's a lot of people. <clears throat> but we were in, um, me and her were in a worship uh, like breakout session, I guess. Oh, uh-huh, and, um, uh-huh. and then <laughs> led by <laughs> it's really steamy <laughs> right <laughs> here the, oh, the, the, the deets <laughs> the deets <laughs> you know, uh, your eyes locked across the room you know, uh, Randy Bonifield was leading this thing about like praise bands and, and I just I saw her and I was like huh I feel like I've never seen this girl before and she just seems really interesting just like mm-hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm. and then i introduced myself to her and then we just kept on running into each other and then i found out she was a worship leader and um a youth worker in minnesota and i was like wow i'll never talk to you then and instead of that i mean <laughs> i decided to marry her <laughs> <laughs> i love this Wait, no. uh, like in that one moment no like, right when you met that's when i honestly when i did meet her i was just like so like I was captivated. Sh- I was as the the kids call shook. <laughs> <laughs> as the kids call. Wait, what does that mean? I was shook. I don't know anybody who uses that word. You've never heard shook what? before? Like shaken, and I was like, you've never heard. Okay. Like who? when you're like, oh, whoa, shook, <laughs> shook. <laughs> like shaken, like shaken to the bones, like shaken to the core. Wow, just from meeting her. <laughs> yeah, that she is so me. special. And then I ran into her the next month at Regen. And then she sang uh, in the in the open mic. She okay, did like a okay. she did a not like an operatic song that sealed the deal. And I was like, "Who? You is got this? shook again? I was again double double shook. Like I was, an earthquake. It's the second level. I was shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! And then it, and then we like I took her photo because I was doing portraits. <laughs> And I was like, this girl's so like sweet, like just genuinely sweet. And then I messaged her and I was like, here are the photos. And then I was like, this is it. We're going to start flirting. And then we didn't talk again for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> but like in that year. Real life. Oh, that was, that was like your opening line. Hey, here's some photos I took of you. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know which one to pick. They're all so good. Oh, <laughs> no, but- so cute. <laughs> Um, but and that was like just no response. No, nah, she responded, but then oh, okay. it just kind of like it kind of fizzled out. I just thought that I was I was like totally being like a creep. I felt like I was being a creep because you took a bunch of pictures of her. <laughs> I mean, and with her sent, permission, did you put them her? on your fridge? No, because <laughs> then that would be and like it was like his, his like computer desktop background was a collage, <laughs> <laughs> and they hadn't talked in here. I'm like, here's my closet. I mean, pictures of you. <laughs> No, uh, okay, sorry. but anyways, we sorry, it's getting over, over, over a year, yeah, it, like it took a year of us just talking every once in a while and, oh, you going to CBLI, oh, how you been? And just like eventually, um, what, what ended up happening is that the, the, <laughs> the heating turned off. No, um, what ended up happening is that I played a show in St. Paul kind of on purpose, just hoping that she'd go and then she came. And then after that, I was like, "Dang, I like this girl. I need a need a date her." And then I was just like really pursued her. And then, like a two months later, we started dating. That's really cool. So, so it's actually it's interesting to me because our 
the episode right before this one was yeah. about like mm-hmm. like dating and stuff like yeah. that. So this yes. is like nice because hey, Salvation Army context. Yeah, it is dating relationship. It's stuff. it's really interesting because I had, as you say, kissed dating goodbye. Ooh. <laughs> no, no, that's Ooh, not. You had kissed dating goodbye. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> I was just like really. I was in a place where I was like, if I'm going to date someone, they have to be like legit. They have to love the Lord and they have to like, I was like, God, if you put someone in my life and, and they're right, then I'm a hundred percent in, I'm going to pursue it. I'm going to do the, I'm going to do it right. And then I was just like, but if not, then whatever. And then like a month later after i like I, I talked to certain people about that. Um, like she just like <laughs> walked into my life, like essentially. Mm, I and I was that. like, wow. That's so. cool. But well, yeah, we she love uh, Kaya too. Oh yeah, she's so great. And uh she um so she was working at Minneapolis Temple and she was doing like youth ministry stuff and she was like a worship leader and then um she just needed like another job. Like she was just doing part time there, so then she got a new job and now she works with kids with autism. Um and she wants to enter like the therapy world. She wants to be a music mm-hmm. therapist. So it makes sense for her to for do that <clears throat> that kind of work um but she's not a soldier she is a believer loves the lord super i mean obviously she she's a worship leader so um that's one of the things that really like like drew me to her was just i could sense her um like her closeness to god and how mm-hmm. committed she was in uh in a genuine way that i kind of relate to a lot mm-hmm. and we had like had conversations about faith and we kind of like just understood each other and i was like okay cool like i had never really had that in terms of like relationships the one that i saw the way they saw like their their interactions with god and their like their walk with god so um but she is still kind of like um new to the army thing even though she's been working she she's worked for the army for a couple years she like she like i said she's not a soldier Mm -hmm. um I don't even know if she would call herself a salvationist, but she definitely is a Christian. Yeah. Well, so today, and I think it's kind of a good segue into what we're talking about today, Mm -hmm. um, which is looking at adherency and soldiership. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is a topic that is talked about a lot. um, And we kind of want to, dive into that um so let's open up this conversation um i think i can start us in that direction um i think we feel attention a lot of times mm-hmm. when we talk about adherency and soldiership because you know like you just were saying about kaya she's not a soldier mm-hmm. she probably wouldn't even identify as salvationist um but she's a christian she loves Mm -hmm. jesus Mm -hmm. and i think if we were to get to the like the middle of it um she has a heart for the mission of the salvation army um the mission of jesus and so and there's a lot of people in that place there is a lot of people in that Mm -hmm. place who we're not just talking about kaya right like wait what Wait! Oh no! Oh no! Uh. We. I just don't want to make it be like. And here's what we think about. Right. 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 No, that's not it. This is like a general thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A lot of people find themselves in that place, Mm -hmm. and there's tension because, 
you know, we're, we're looking at adherents who the Salvation Army is their church. They go every Sunday. They're involved um, to the extent that they can be. Mm-hmm. And um, yet I think oftentimes it's like it's seen as like a less than thing when sure. it comes to adherency, like yeah. less than um, a soldier. So we just kind of want to address some of those things today in that episode. Yeah, or at least like open the, because I I don't, I mean, like we were talking about this earlier, we're not going to get to the bottom of it. We're not going to solve, you know, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think we're going to land on something that everybody's going to be like, oh yeah. um." Because if that was possible, probably that would already happen. Right. Right. But we'll. Well, it's not like, I mean, it goes back to the analogy, like you don't just turn a ship around, Mm -hmm. like on its head. It's a slow right slow turn right you know yeah when you've got like that big freighter yeah it's just like full of all those little train those those train those packing those storage containers yeah those shipping containers yes love the image full of shipping containers can you imagine if that just whoop that would that would be crazy it would be crazy like maybe if you got whiplash or like maybe it could it could happen I think it would require, I don't know, the or Holy some, Spirit. Or like some, yes. whale, some whales. It would require the Holy Spirit. Like pulling that boat. So, <laughs> moving on. Let's talk, maybe what we should do is talk a little bit about what is the difference between an adherent and the and a soldier sure. as it stands right now. Yeah. You tell me. Wait, who's who's talking about this? All of us. We're all, all gonna. Us, we're gonna. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're all talking about. Let's play a game. Is the is it a soldier or is okay, it Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Right. The person Are you leading this is game? wearing a uniform. Soldier. Ding ding. Sure question. They both have so, uh, uniforms. Wait, what? Yeah, there's an adherent uniform. What's the adherent uniform? I don't know. Dang it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that there is an adherent uniform. I did not know that. When I. Um, Maybe that's not true. I just feel like it. Amanda it, hands out uniforms to her adherents. No, I right? don't. Yeah, no, please do. don't. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get me in trouble. No, no, no. So w- what I've done when I have enrolled soldiers and, and adherents mm-hmm. is we've done the uniform or as much as we could pay for the uniform mm-hmm. at that time um, for the soldier. And then for the adherent, I've purchased a sweater. Okay. Yeah. So that they have something. I mean, they could wear that sweater. Mm-hmm. You know, with a white top and dark pants, they could, or they could wear it with just you know jeans and whatever, like and a t-shirt. Because it's not, I I didn't think that there was an actual adherent uniform. Right, so but that's the shell, shell of, of the of the look of the look. Okay, kind and of. how about another question? All right, okay. okay, another one. The person is, um, on the stage playing an instrument. Oh, great question. Okay, I would say. Both. Yeah, I thought it could be both. What see, it, and this is probably I, I see, I'm, you're, you're, I'm lost already. Oh no! I think like isn't it a rule that if you're in a brass band, you have to be a soldier? Dude, not at my core. Really? See, I think that this is where we're getting into mm. some differences mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. core. This is getting very interesting. Here. It is getting interesting. Because off the bat, already there's no like set parameter. Well, except like no it, it does seem like expectation. I was in a corps where you had to be a soldier. A soldier. That was it was out east, 
but you had to be a soldier in order to I play in brass there's band. A, there's probably like an O and R for brass mm-hmm. bands, and it's probably in there about mm-hmm. being a soldier. But it's, but I would imagine that a bunch of people just ignore that part. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. And then some people follow it. All right. Okay. Well, we'll keep that. See. Well, I want to put that in my pocket. Yeah. Put that some in people your just ignore that. Some people follow it. Yeah. It's good. That is a good it. point. Um, okay. Uh, what about... This is a fun game. After the core, they go to the pub and have a have a drink. What kind an alcoholic, of... What, an okay. alcoholic yeah, drink. Yeah, I wanted to clarify because, you know, you can get soda. Say, I've, I've been to a pub. at the pub. And had That's many true. Shirley Temples. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about they, they get a beer. Um, which would be an adherent. Probably. probably. Most likely. <laughs> and now it could be a soldier. <clears throat> Who's That's ignoring true. one of those? Right. And I think that that is a very real thing in our culture today is mm-hmm. that. And maybe in like other countries, it could be. I've heard rumors about other countries having slightly different um, things. Expectations? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. New, new, new one. The person is uh, holding a high standard to those around each other. And is judging those for not adhering to that standard. Soldier or adherent? Couldn't it be both? Or yeah, I guess both. it could be both. It could be both. <laughs> I'm just trying to be super. I'm trying to be super heavy-handed. <laughs> we know where you are going. Yeah. We know where you are going. Um, cause, cause there, there could be the sensation. So this, this is kind of like maybe getting into a question about how do we. Because the, the, the real answer is that the soldier has signed their soldier's covenant, the Articles right. of War, mm-hmm. and the adherent has, they've agreed to, what is it? What the is doctrines. that called? The doctrines, exactly. Do they have an adherent, like, thing that they follow specifically, or is no. it just that they believe in a doctrine? Yeah, because, so on the international page, mm-hmm. it says adherency varies from country to country. Um, it doesn't require the full acceptance of Salvation Army regulations that soldiership requires. And then a widely used certificate says this certificate confirms that so-and-so is an adherent member. An adherent member is a person who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and seeks to follow and be like him, participates in the worship, fellowship, service, and support of a local Salvation Army congregation, and identifies with the army's mission statement, and then it says they have to be like fourteen years of age or older, mm-hmm. and they're not an active member of any other religious body. Right. So that's yeah. There's no. It doesn't sound because I I think we were kind of t- thinking about it like so. There's like beliefs and doctrines, and then mm-hmm. there's lifestyle choices. Yeah. So like those. I mean, whenever I was teaching the doctrines like when i would do soldiership classes i would sometimes say something like these lifestyle choices come out of our beliefs Mm -hmm. but i think it would sound like just because you have the same beliefs doesn't mean your lifestyle choices are going to look the same yeah i mean there's a lot of variables there's culture there's just different societal expectations there's generational expectations there mm-hmm. i mean yeah that goes we we go that's when like it gets the water gets a little murky in well, terms of let's talk about murky that. waters let's do it so and we talked a little bit about this on our way here me and mm-hmm. kirsten 
Um, so if you're an adherent, you can drink, you could smoke, you could gamble. Those are some of the behavioral things that they're not actually signing that they mm-hmm. will not do. And here's the thing. Unlike you can, a soldier. It doesn't mean that they all do. Right. Also. Right. And that's, that is a very true statement. Yeah. Um, can you also be um, gay, lesbian, living out that lifestyle and be an adherent? Can you be um, living with someone, um, whether you're gay or straight or whatever, just like cohabitating with someone mm-hmm. and be an adherent? Um, Which we, I mean, it, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I do too. I think so. If you look at what an adherent is... Right. If they're following the doc- if they believe in the doctrines. Now it says who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and seeks to follow and be like him. Mm-hmm. I think even doing those things, you could fit into that. Yeah, I don't You love Jesus, yeah. you want to be like him, and you're mm-hmm. just like as you continue to seek him, maybe some of those behavioral things change, like in light of the spirit, or maybe they don't, but like that's still mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that that could be a thing. So I just want to bring that up because I I think even just saying that people would have a different opinion mm-hmm. um about who hit what adherents follow and what they don't. Yeah. Um we know that those things that we just said as a soldier would not be allowed because of the more behavioral things that there's, we add to there's very there's much there's more clear like definitions around if you're doing this or that, then right. you're not a soldier, then you shouldn't be a soldier. You know, like there's cases where maybe somebody um, started drinking again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they might say, Hey, I'm not going to be wearing the uniform right now because I'm dealing with some stuff. Sure. You know? Um, and then, so, but I, this, I thought about this earlier and it came to mind while you're describing that. Um, so there's like a whole bunch of stuff that's in the soldiers behavioral covenant stuff. And so when I was thinking about this by myself, I was thinking about as a kid. So I'm like six years old. I became a junior soldier. And that was the point when I was like, yeah, I'm not going to drink. Right. Period. Ever. So I like I've and I've held that. And was that a hard decision for you to make? At six, at, like, at six years old, like, I'm no. Never gonna, I'm not going to partake in this drink. So at six years old, it was very easy. Mm-hmm. And then and I just held on to it. Like that was right. something. And that was something like when I was thinking about, like that was a choice I continued to make as I developed and grew. But there's some other aspects of salvationism which were harder for me. And so I didn't always choose them. So even though it's in the sure. whatever thing, like they're a lot more... I feel like the drinking thing is really cut and dry. Like either you're drinking or you're not. That's really easy for me to be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm holding up my end of my promise because I'm not drinking. But if you look at all the other stuff, there's like a whole like it's a huge yeah list, and it's very um it goes deep. But like one thing that I think about that uh came to mind earlier this week when I was talking to somebody, just like. Uh, I struggle with like fear of other people, like and like literally like just shyness. Like people make me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. 
strangers make me uncomfortable. And yet in the Salvation Army, that's like one of our primary things is like ministering mm-hmm. to strangers constantly. Mm-hmm. So that's something like that I think like that's in our covenant, but that's a lot easier to not do, you know, just ignore that one. <laughs> but I'm still a good soldier. Ignore the but, drinking yeah. is what you're saying? No, ignore like ministering to strangers. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was trying you, to follow you. tracking you. here? I'm you tracking, tracking now. Okay. <laughs> sorry, people. It's hard to fully it's, it's, pay attention sometimes. So it, it's harder. It's harder. For those to... listening at home, Carrie is drinking right now. <laughs> she is not. <laughs> okay, I get you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Ministering to strangers. Yes. Yeah. So oh, like, boy. so like it's that. A lot easier to not do, is what you were saying. And nobody's gonna kick me out. Right. No one's going to be like, oh, you shouldn't be wearing your uniform because you're right. not as loving as you said you would be. Hmm. Meh, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and that's why, I mean, a lot of the, we were talking about a few articles that people have read or written on soldiership, and the main problem that everyone talks about is just like the legalism that we can easily fall into. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, even like those rules, like when you look at them, I mean, how many, so many things have, what's the phrase, entrapped, entrapped my mind? So many things. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. That's like one of the things. And it's like, yeah. I've broken my covenant in just that sense, Uh you know, like so many times. Right. But um, I feel like it's. I feel you. You're not alone on that. Yeah. And I feel like there's even more cases, but it's like how often, if we're going to, let's see if I can say this the right way, but like, are we looking at the right things or are we like choosing what you really care about? And we, as in like the Salvation Army, like, do we, do we pick certain things? We're like, Oh, you did this. You can't be in the band. Which, which just seems like kind of like, okay. uh, I don't, if you, what is it? The low hanging fruit? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, it's really easy to tell if someone, um, you know, whatever, some kind of external, like, public thing. Right. And it's part of the covenant that you're not going to do it. Oh, you can call somebody out and kick them out. Mm-hmm. But then the things that are hidden and really the more important things, it's harder. Yeah. You know, like, so so that's, that's kind of like, it's just, why are we, why are we going to be worried, all worried about, those like external really obvious things mm-hmm. when maybe we need to get deeper with like being held accountable for our heart conditions. Right. You know, which I don't, it's really easy to not be held accountable for your heart condition. It's really easy to have your heart be in a bad place for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. And cause that's more hidden. Yeah. It's like, more, it's more hidden. And it's like when, when you encounter somebody who's in a bad place, like, do we even know how to have that conversation with someone? Like, you know, like you've like gossip, for example, mm-hmm. or something like even gossip is easy to like point yeah. out. Like, you know, if there's gossip going on, you mm-hmm. can be like, Oh, this is gossip. But, but even that is like a part of our, I mean, that's a part of our culture too. I mean, sure. okay, we, maybe we won't go there right now, but like that is, a complaint that a lot of people have about church culture. And maybe it relates to this too. Like, Oh, they did this. Right. We're kicking them out of the band. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> or even like, I don't know. I mean, I feel, I know, I'm just going to say it. Like, I know a lot of young adults who, who drink and I feel like they, they felt like, oh my gosh, like I do this and I feel really bad about it. But the reason why I feel bad about it isn't that I drink. It's because I know that if I, people find out I drink, there's going to be all these like repercussions that I don't want to have to like handle. And it's like, um, so instead the answer to that isn't that they don't drink. It's just the fact that they hide it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it creates like this n- need for them to feel like I can't really be myself or I, I need to like create this, this like hidden yeah, I can't persona. be fully, I can't be loved if I'm fully known. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm just like worried. I just, it, I wrestle with that all the time. And it's like, I mean, how many of us are, are becoming fake because of that? And then it's like, well, what if we just, I don't know. What if we just took down that? Or like, what if we took that expectation down or whatever, readdressed it or figured it out so that they didn't have to live this double life so that they could be part of God's kingdom in a way that they can truly be known mm-hmm. and still be loved. Do we think that one of the big issues is the drinking? No. Do we think that that, I like mean, when we talk about adherency well, versus soldiership, I know there's a lot of things that can play into it, Yeah. but we think, do we think that one of the big ones in our current context and culture mm. seems to be sure. drinking. I think in that sense, yeah, because I feel like that's a very easy one to, like you said, see. Mm-hmm. And I think also that's a that's a big social one. I feel like in in a in and and also a generational one. I feel like um, the idea of a Christian drinking now isn't that big of a deal in the church. I mean, sure. I I got a Snapchat from a friend of mine who actually works as a uh, a youth pastor or whatever, has a role in a church who used to be in the Salvation Army church. And it was just a picture of like them at a barbecue. And it's like a picture of like one lone drink at a table. And his comment was like, wow, um, these youth pastor meetings are way different now that I'm not in the army. Mm-hmm, right. And like, I saw that and it just made me laugh. It didn't make me like, I wasn't triggered. Like I wasn't like, wow, those guys definitely aren't youth pastors. Right, you right. Know? But I feel like um, that, I don't know, I feel like just drinking specifically in the army context is so hard to deal with because it's been so taboo and it's been so stigmatized and it's been so whatever. Like, I don't think it's been such a big issue. I think it's that we've just made it a big issue. Sure. Well, I think, I mean, like, one of the things that... I like when I was taking soldiership classes and what I've heard other people teach kind of like this about the drinking stuff is that there is a, there is a part, a unique aspect of the Salvation Army identity, mm-hmm. which involves our ministry, the people who struggle with like alcoholism For sure. yeah. and things like that. So like there, um, because we have a pretty specific ministry in one part of our body, like, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a pretty massive part of, like right. our our ministry as a whole mm-hmm. um like that that kind of i i always had the understanding that part of not drinking was almost like in solidarity sure with everybody who like hashtag the struggle is real or whatever yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. and and like like my family history mm. where there is like alcoholism 
in my family background. So like, Mm -hmm. so then for me personally too, like, so there, it kind of has like a double whammy or whatever, where like, I understand the solidarity part Mm -hmm. and trying to make a safe place, a social, a fun place that doesn't involve alcohol Mm -hmm. um, or other drugs. Like, so like there is that aspect of it where I, like I, like I'm hearing like what you're, what you're saying. And I, and I think about like, people who grew up in the army but then do choose to drink mm-hmm. like i'm wondering if maybe they're like they just have a different experience from mine or or i don't know i don't know like i'm yeah. just like or what about like the people who didn't grow up in the army and you know coming from faith backgrounds or church backgrounds where drinking was just not a stumbling point mm-hmm. you know i think about that a lot i think about um, cause I a hundred percent understand and agree with the, like the idea of like solidarity, especially when a big identity, a big part of our identity is, um, just like our ministry with the ARC and like just the, like you said, the historical elements, but also like, I don't think that we're alone in like ministering to people who have substance abuse mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know. Like, a... I, like I'm sure like countless of churches and stuff have have history of like ministering to people with substance abuse and creating a a healthy environment to Mm -hmm. to like um fight that that scene and address it in a way that's god honoring and kingdom building so i don't know so yeah so i think i it's just more questions yeah yeah yeah. i did not grow up in the salvation army I grew up in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I was they don't drink. I was drinking every Sunday um, from yeah. third grade until the moment I left the Catholic Church right. because of communion wine. Right. Um, now, triggered. <laughs> wait, no, she also has never heard that word. So, <laughs> well, um, wait. I mean, I've heard it. But I'm not sure, like, what's happening. It's just like, a, it's like one small thing can set you off and, like, make you blow up like but, a trigger. But you're not blowing up. I know. Right? I'm, these, being, these I'm being sarcastic. I'm being okay. sarcastic. Like, I'm like, so. Like, is this you angry? <laughs> <laughs> you're really mild. So going back to, you know, growing up in the Catholic Church, there was at one point where I thought, and this, I mean, I thought, I think that I'm going to be a nun. Like, mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. not have a relationship with Jesus, um, but I, I knew that I wanted something more than the world could give me. And so I remember thinking, okay, like, and if you think about what it would take to be a nun, you're giving up far more than it would take to be an officer at this point, because, like, I right. would not be married right. or, you know, have kids. Mm-hmm. Um um, I might be able to drink, but you know, that wasn't something that I was going to do anyway. Um, cause honestly, I, even like where you work and stuff would be even more limited, I guess. I right. Think. Cause, right. Cause officers, from what I've heard, they, most of the time they request to be moved. Well, I, I mean, mean so, and that's no, right. I don't know, most is, I don't know if that's the right word, but sure. Some but they people, do request, but they some do request people can. Yeah. Um, so now coming back into this army perspective um 
I think where I fall is so often we can blame things Mm -hmm. and not to say that it's not legit. What we've been talking about are legitimate things. I don't think that drinking is bad. If we didn't have that requirement, I'm, I still wouldn't drink, but that's my own personal thing. Like Mm -hmm. my struggle is with self control. Mm -hmm. So I think that if I were able to drink that I would borderline be an alcoholic like Mm -hmm. that. I just think that that is true for my life, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. What I do think is that so often we tend to, when we're looking at like, why don't we have more soldiers? Well, if we let soldiers drink or do some of these other behavioral things, then we'd have more soldiers, right? Like I've, yeah. I've heard that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to pin it on those things mm-hmm. because honestly, I, I'm just going to be real. I don't really have any great love for the uniform. If the uniform went away, mm-hmm. I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But because of, because <laughs> of, um, me being a soldier, me being an officer, that is something that I have to wear. Mm-hmm. Like I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if the army was something that people were super proud to be part of, like if yeah. we weren't finding our core so internal and self-serving, um, if, and not all, but I think in many many cases. Um, if we got some things right and we're like Holy spirit, um, inspired and infused and like living that out. And we were, I think who the, who God has created the Salvation Army to be. If that was the case, I think that we wouldn't care the cost. Does that make sense? So like I can get behind that, you know? Mm -hmm. So if it's like, in order to be part of this army where like God is doing amazing things and he's healing and he's mm-hmm. delivering and um, people's lives are being changed and there isn't racism and there mm-hmm. isn't like these things that creep up in the army now um, and beyond, like mm-hmm. not just the army. Yeah. I think if we were to get some things right, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be part of that. And sure. the sacrifice and the cost, whatever, yeah. like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. go with this. And so I guess for me, we can't separate those two things. Like we can't just talk about how, well, maybe we should just get rid of the drinking thing or, you know, whatever the, be- the behavioral thing is mm-hmm. without thinking about what if we had an army that truly was the army right. that god wants us to be yeah and i mean you just have to say like if we were being who god wanted wanted us to be we wouldn't be worrying about oh my gosh uh matt went to the bar Ooh. i saw him like we, we wouldn't care <laughs> right also if matt was being who god wanted him to be he could be at the bar yeah right you know <laughs> like <laughs> also maybe we'd be at the bar and yeah. not drinking like and, maybe we'd, we'd get be, out of our course yeah we'd be yeah we'd, we'd be what? doing what was right we'd be we would be where god wanted us to be right. living the life that god wanted us to live right and i feel like yeah i feel like we just get in the way and it's not even with that specifically we just I don't know. We don't always look to the right thing. What if we had 
adherents, soldiers, people who are coming to our core who I think are just as much part of our ministry and who we are, even if they don't have two of the, you know, one of those titles, right? I could think of mm -hmm. people who are very like mission inspired and living that out and mm -hmm. are not even an adherent, right. you know? Yeah. Like a, there's tons of faithful volunteers. Right. Mm -hmm. So what would it look like if each and every one of us in our relationship with Jesus, right. like invested in that mm -hmm. growing becoming more like him. Mm -hmm. We were who we were created to be unapologetically. Of course, like also in tune with the things that the Lord wants to work on in us. Right. Yeah. Cause there yeah. are some things that mm -hmm. need to change. Like that need to be just like uprooted. Right? right. But what if we were all doing that, all living in that space, obedient to what Jesus is calling us to do what what would that look like? What would the army look like, right? And so for me, it's like, that's more of the, that's what I want. I don't even care. Like, yeah. I understand that some of us want to drink and that's totally cool. And I think there's still space for that if we're, yeah, yeah. If we're invested in that relationship, mm -hmm. right? Like be who God has created you to be no matter what. Don't hide. Don't live under this like guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And like then, if, and don't, don't, um, perpetuate the guilt and shame like, right. from either side or like, mm. like, so, so if I find out whatever someone's drinking, or, I'm not going to be there yeah. like, oh, well, so-and-so is drinking and then like telling all these people and then being like, and I don't think they should, you know, be in this or that thing or like, you know what I mean? Like, there, yeah. there's a lot of ways in which... I don't think they should be in a Bill Booth theater company. Ooh. Wait, what did Amanda... What? what did Amanda do? What did Amanda do? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. Let's call her out right here. Right now on the no, internet. No, but like that's... <laughs> to quickly avoid that. Um, <laughs> but like that, we... Here's the thing. It is much too serious, people. Like, the Salvation Army, we are meant to be soldiers, mm -hmm. not in... I'm not talking about like the official soldier versus adherent. I'm, not, I'm just like every one of us. I'm mm -hmm. calling every one of us a soldier at this point. We are meant to be soldiers engaged in a battle mm -hmm. for the salvation of the world. Mm -hmm. Like that is much too heavy and like weighty to be dealing with petty junk. Right. Right. Like yeah. Let's let, let's like let's say. I mean. I, I, I can get tired of like war imagery, but like, mm -hmm. let's say we were in a war and like, right. And there was an enemy that was going to destroy us. <laughs> Do you think we'd be like, am I going to be pointing uh, at people actually, and saying, don't, don't, don't put Al next to me. Cause he, his uniform isn't what I, what I'm wearing or actually, right. I, or when, he, when he's, when he's back at the barracks, he's doing this and I, that's not what I do. No, I'd be like, I need, I need Al. I need him to exactly. be if he can if I he need... can hold a weapon, put <laughs> exactly. him out there. If exactly. Yes, nothing would matter. It wouldn't matter if yeah. Al gambled last night or right. drank right. or was wearing a uniform. It would not matter at that point. What would matter is if he was ready for the battle. Exactly. Battle ready. There is so, some curriculum out there. Hashtag battle. Re okay, I don't know what the. But here's the thing, is. though. Some people would be. I feel like. There'd just be some lash, what's the word, backlash. There'd backlash. be some, 
Because we're saying like, because then at what point, to what point is that, you know? Yeah. Like. So like, where do you draw the line about who, the who line? we're sending out to the battle? Yeah. And that's hard. Like, this is, I, I don't have answers. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like. But like. So here, so here's the thing, though, right? Like, okay, in my life, I go through struggles, and I ask people to pray for me. I feel like that's the battle right there, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I personally struggle, and who do I ask to fight next to me through sure. prayer? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's, that could be like the opening point of, and I, yeah, no, I, I feel like sometimes I'm a little. I get a little bored of all our institution stuff because Mm -hmm. it's fake. Like it's all made up. We made it all up. It's just a rat race. I feel like a rat. It's a rat race that we just put ourselves in. Yeah. Like, cause when you get down to the bottom of what is life and what our purpose is, we're supposed to be like, what did Jesus tell us to do? Love Mm -hmm. God and love others. Mm -hmm. And if what you're doing is not that, then you need to stop doing those other things Mm -hmm. and do those things. And like, that's, I'm talking to myself. It's like so hard right. to think about that every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. You, like that's a tall order to love others and love God, you yep. know, but like, that's who I want fighting with me. I don't want someone who's selfish to pray for me right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I want someone who loves me and loves God to be praying for me. So like, I don't like, can that just be like who the soldiers are? Can that be the standard? If you love others, someone who and loves you love others God. and love God, can that be like our, um, our our thing that we sign? We love God and we love others. Four words. <laughs> sign me up. Four words. Another another uh, call, throwback to to Kaya. I uh, oh the heating turned on. <laughs> Good. Um, I was getting a little cold. <laughs> city life. Um, one thing that I like felt so I don't know if it's like good or whatever i just felt really assured or encouraged in our relationship was when i talked to her parents about marrying her and i feel like um i was just super nervous obviously because no one tells you like what to do but the what i'm trying to say is that um they said they both said um you know we know that you love our daughter and we know that you love the lord like that was the standard And they just felt so sure of that, that they, like, trusted me. They, like, knew that I was good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, like, you're saying, like, does this person love the Lord? Do they love their their brother, their sister? You know, like, that's, that's that the should be standard. That should be the standard, yeah. and that should be what I'm being held accountable for. Yeah. That's what people should be looking at me for. Yeah. Is am I loving God, and am I loving others? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. all the rest of this is nonsense. Right. I honestly think a lot of it has to do with... If this if the standard is love God, love others, that's super messy. Hmm. Right? And I'm not like I'm down for it. It's but a lot it's of, like it's a lot of super work. messy <laughs> and it's a lot of work. And I think in order to protect ourselves or have some type of control, like we put all of these things mm-hmm, on. True. Like and I don't necessarily know that that's a good thing. Like it's it seems oftentimes like weight. Like we're adding these barriers because we're trying to control something. Does that make sense? Which goes because back it's less to... messy if we try to say, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you mm-hmm. can't do this. Mm-hmm. If it's like measurable, if you can right. if you can measure the outcomes, you mm-hmm. can make a you can make a smart goal mm-hmm. for this. Um I 
Whereas you can't, it's harder to make a smart goal for it, loving God. This reminds me of like Corkadets, like points and stuff. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Like they I, get, they get points. I right. hated Corkadets. I'm a Corkadet dropout. Shout out to all the fellow ah! Corkadet dropouts. Oh my God. But honestly, that's like, ah! <laughs> what's going on? I'm so excited. Is it? Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh, but it goes, it, it kind of goes to, to the, what we're talking about, like the, a rat race. The, the corkadot point yeah, system. I just, I hated the fact that like, if I read my Bible, I got like points for it. Cause mm-hmm. then I just felt like it just becomes like a empty thing. So you could have read your Bible and then just not told them. You could have been That's like, true. oh, I didn't read it. That's true. But it's like, you, they wanted you to have the points. It's just they're like, yeah. all right. So what's their problem? The why points. why are they so invested about you getting those points? <laughs> <laughs> so they can give you the little thing at the end in front of the core, a little, little plaque or whatever. So it's about them, isn't it? It's about, it's yeah. all, it's about how what, they feel. And that's the thing. When you create these th- things that measure whatever, that these like quantitative things, that we focus on those things instead of the heart of what you're trying to measure, if that makes sense. Like yeah, if you it, focus, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's the reoccurring and it's so issue, easy. It's so easy find. to fall in there. Yeah. It's so because it's like, let me tell you, I can create programs in my head all day long, but it's right. like to go and have a conversation with with a person and try to get into their soul. That it's makes messy. me super uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm just I think gonna, that's I'm it's a good honest. point, and I think that we could keep going and finding these things where it could have been simple. Yeah. But in order to try to control something to measure something to program something we've lost there's been a cost to that yeah um so we've done a lot of talking there's a lot to talk about and something that i didn't mention earlier was the fact that um the idea of soldiership has kind of been kind of not fully formed in my personal experience when i was younger and became a soldier i I didn't even know what an adherent was. I didn't know what adherency meant. And it wasn't even until like a few years ago that I found out like what an adherent was. And um, I think that uh, we don't talk about that enough in our current um, Salvation Army climate. We don't talk about what it means to be fully engaged in the mission and at the core and in um, worship and everything at an adherent, adherent level. Uh, and I feel like we we need to we need to do that and um, segueing nice. <laughs> into uh, I think we should we should do like a, another episode on just specifically how do we address that how do we kind of unmurky or unmurk <laughs> the murky waters in terms of uh, soldiership and I think it's I think it should start uh, at the junior soldiership level I think we should start talking about these things as the younger we are. Talk about uh, covenant, about the idea of covenants and uh, mm-hmm. the idea of making this thing, this agreement with God. And um, yeah, I feel like we, we've we only begun in this conversation. I agree. I think that's a really great way to wrap that up. And um, so for those of you listening, our next episode will be um, talking about that. Yeah. We're going to have our junior soldiers from Elgin are going to um, pay you a visit. <laughs> they are wonderful, but we're going to talk more about that. So, cool. Sam, thank you for being yeah, Thanks. Sam. Yeah. Thank you for thanks being for here. Thanks for hosting us here. Oof. Thanks. I, 
Yeah. God, yeah. God bless this mess. <laughs> Thank you for being our friend. We love you, Sam. And we're just grateful for um, how the Lord is using you in the army. Um, it's like a breath of fresh air. So until next time, everyone. Peace. Hashtag the Barracks Podcast. Easy to be thankful for the things you've got. It takes guts to give thanks for the things you've lost. Mm-hmm.